The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show you watch on purpose. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at Mission Control today, pulling the levers and pressing the buttons and making sure this train somehow stays on the tracks. On a different camera, too. Is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Hello. So you're probably looking at both of us and you're thinking, if you're a longtime viewer of this show, and you're probably thinking, <laughs> Why in the world is Tepper in a button down shirt? Why do these two people not look like slobs? What's, what's the deal? Uh, we're actually not alone in the studio today. <laughs> um, we are joined by uh, Becca Egger is in is in the studio as well uh, from uh, Cast Iron Photography. It's castironphotography.com, I believe, right? Castironphotos.com. Oh, don't geez. go don't go to that other one. Go Do to castironphotos.com. <laughs> castironphotos.com. Um, go check that out. Uh, Becca takes pictures. Uh, but she was in uh, to do headshots of the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. And then she, like, demanded, like, kicked down the door and said, I am going to take photos of the show. And I was like, okay. And cool. now we have to get a new door. Works for me. Yeah, so. now we have to get a new door. She is very strong. <laughs> that is the one thing. And the one thing I'll tell you about Becca Egger, she is definitely the person in her family who knows the most about football. That is a verifiable fact. So that's why we're all dressed up. Uh, today is Ish has a day off, by the way. If you're wondering where Ish is, if he's your favorite part of this uh, this uh, program, you can just turn it off now because yeah, he's not going to be he's here. Not be here. <laughs> uh, Ish, Ish, Ish is sending Texas Basketball Magazine to press tomorrow. Big stuff. So he is a little busy at the moment. As as somebody who also sends a giant magazine to press twice a year, I can relate. So today is Thursday. October 10th, 2019, 49 days till Thanksgiving. Oh, it's 10-10. Oh. Some numbers are similar. We have learned this many of times on this show, and we like integers. <laughs> 49 days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Episode 834, 834, Todd Zeal's OPS and his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, folks, we are going to go an hour. We'll do it live. Uh, we're going to have a Thursday look ahead to our Thursday viewers guide, including we have a college football game tonight in the state of texas yeehaw and a nice little prime time moment for uh for a team we'll get into that uh and then we will be joined 12 15 by the head coach at wichita falls city view uh coach rudy hawkins will join us city view the mustangs off to a terrific start five and one coming off of a uh yeah pretty sizable upset over holiday i would say. say yeah I would say uh, that is quite a uh, quite a big win for them. So we will talk with uh, we'll talk with Rudy Hawkins, the head coach at Wichita Falls City View, uh, about his Mustangs. Then we'll have the picks, my high school football predictions, and then the show stops after that. And that's then the last one. The return. We have nothing else uh, by popular demand. No, no the one return wanted it. of America's favorite segment, Free Money. Find out how we'll to lose all, all your money. Uh, hosted by Greg Tepper. I I hate to break this to you, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He's going to throw out a record again. Here Another we go. Another winning week. You know what? We have first four through the door. I think that's a better topic here. Let's go. Um, <laughs> well, comments are not coming up, so we'll figure oh, that out no. by some point. Regardless, we don't have to talk about free money, so well, really we that's what we're going can. here. We definitely can. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? That's America's favorite segment. No, it's not. And and, and the, the great thing about free money is that, is besides everything, but the great There's thing about free no, money, no good thing about free money. The great thing about free money is that when I do well, it's not just that I have my own self satisfaction and that I'm earning other people money. And that's it's a public service. It's fun. Oh, it's a betting, toot your own horn betting, some more. Why don't service. you? 
But more importantly, Ugh. it makes you so mad and when I, I win. It makes you so mad, which that's just like. The, oh, the icing the on the cake. He that's just the he loves that. A little kiss. All right. Let's get into Thursday preview. Uh, there are games all across the state uh, tonight, including huge high school games and huge college games. Uh, you can see our viewer, viewing guide uh, at texasfootball.com. Jay Plotkin ran through the biggest games across the state. We've got state-ranked teams in action. But I would argue that tonight, actually, the biggest game in the state is not even in this time zone. The biggest game in the state is out in El Paso. Huge game in El Paso tonight. El Paso Franklin and El Paso Americas are going at it tonight. And um, I will be honest, that's the biggest game of the week uh, and and biggest game of the year uh, in El Paso this week. Uh, uh, It is a huge, huge game. I think these are the two best teams in El Paso going at it. Uh, If you need a hook, if you're a – it's got everything, right? It's got a district title on the line. It's got, I would say, if you're looking, if you're just a, a, a prospect hound and you want to go out there and see a big-time prospect, go out there and see El Paso America's running back Aaron Dumas. He is a stud, uh, a 2021 running back. Uh, 2021? Uh, 2020, question mark. Two? 2021. Junior. 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 Tell you what, that... It, he said it, confidently. It's <laughs> um, a huge game. Another game uh, in the, in the uh, Houston area, uh, Katie Tompkins. Uh, taking on Katie Maid Creek, um, probably well. Seven Lakes will have something to say about it, and now Taylor has launched themselves into the conversation as well. But I would say that uh, this is a huge game because Tompkins just climbed into our rankings with a. An, it sounds weird to say, but an impressive loss against Katie. Uh, Maid Creek, you may remember, we had their coach on a couple weeks ago. We sure did. They're undefeated. And rolling right now, they're five. They're five and zero, oh, coming off of bye week. Um, Made Creek's running back Julius Lawfridge has been really, really good. Tompkins, of course, Jalen Milrow lit it up last week against Katie. Uh, that's a huge game. Denton Geyer's back in action tonight. They take on Keller Timber Creek uh, in a game they probably shouldn't have any uh, any trouble with. At the star tonight. Six and eight. You got to think too, man. They're coming back after that South Lake loss. They are yeah. going to uh, be. Yeah, they're gonna. I think they're, <laughs> they're yeah, gonna I come think, out. I think they're. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna put a hurt on Keller Timber Creek. Um, then at the Star Frisco, uh, Battle <laughs> of Unbeaten's tonight. Frisco Independence and Frisco Lone Star. We had uh, Kyle Story on the show from his Frisco Independence a couple weeks ago, and uh, they are rolling. They have looked excellent so far this year. Braylon Braxton, their quarterback, is nutso. He's putting up crazy numbers right now, but going up against the machine. We saw the machine last week. Me and Ish went out to the star and saw the machine uh, in, in Lone Star, and they are dominating people. That's going to make for a really interesting game there at the star. So if you want to go see uh, indoor football, if you, if you want to— Which if, is never bad. N- mm. It's better mm. than outdoor sometimes. Sometimes. Like when it's sometimes, raining and yeah. snowing, then yes. But Is this the third, second or third week in a row that Lone Star has played a— Thursday night game. I know, obviously, for sure, two. But obviously, two, maybe three. But that's just the way the first go ISD rolls. Because yeah, they've got so many teams, and they've only got X number of stadiums. And so, um, but you know, it just happened to, to break that way. So, uh, Lone Star takes on Independence tonight in a huge, huge, huge game. Um, Lone Star's favorite, I would say, comfortable favorite. They are the number one team. In five they should be one. But there's that. Uh, another game uh, down there in, uh, in 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 Houston. Interested in to see if uh, Forp and Marshall can really keep their foot on the uh, pedal of the metal against Houston Waltrip tonight. Uh, and then there is a college game with, with our college football team. West African Prince's favorite. Yeah, so uh, I'm sad that Ish is not here, but obviously he's got places to be. Um, but Texas State's on national television tonight. I guess theoretically, is ESPNU national. Yeah. I guess if it's available nationally. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure like three ESPN3 you have to have a subscription well, for, but I don't think you, you do. But here's the thing, though, and this is where we get into a problem. Because technically, then, our show is um, globally t- globally st- streamed. You're damn right it is. Okay, well. <laughs> people uh, love some TF today. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I think people tolerate this show. Anyway. Uh, Texas State takes on Louisiana Monroe tonight. We'll get to it in free money as far as the picks are concerned. But um, Jake Spavis Hall is opening up, uh, you know, a nice uh, conference win last week. Um, And they are looking at getting two wins in a row, evening their record, uh, going up against Louisiana Monroe, which, by the way, if you remember, they played Florida State within a point. Uh, This is not a bad Louisiana Monroe team. 
But this is going to be uh, an interesting test for uh, for Texas State. Being at home in front of what should be a um, <clears throat> well-lubricated crowd in uh, and, and, and San Marcos um, <laughs> Always. should be fun. Uh, I'm at, I want to see Texas State come out here and, and put on a show. I want to see if that offense can really get going. I, I know I sound like a broken record whenever I talk about Texas State, but they have to run the ball. Can they please just run the ball a little <laughs> bit? Because the quarterback situation is just not good enough to carry them. Mm-hmm. That Gresh Jensen, uh, is it Jensen? I think it's I think it's Jensen. The soft J like yogging. I <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, the the quarterback situation is just not good enough to carry them. So they've got to. Um, they've got to make sure they get a little bit of, of the running game going. It sounds like Brian London's going to be back in this game. Um, and obviously, he's, he's their best defender. And so, as long as they get him back, that's going to be a nice kind of step forward for that defense. Huge game tonight for, for Texas State. If they can beat Louisiana Monroe, they'd be 2-0 in conference play. They'd have to feel really, really good about their spot uh, at that point. A um, few other things. Texas, uh, Texas High um, is kind of in a must-win game tonight. Uh, with Mesquite Poteet. Uh, Poteet, of course, has outstanding running back Seth McGowan. Seth McGowan is a guy who is a big-time prospect, big-time blue-chip prospect. This has been a disappointing year, I would say, so far uh, for Mesquite Poteet, but they have righted the ship at the right time. They're 1-0 in district play. If they move to 2-0, they feel really good. On the other side, Texas, Texas High started off hot. They've dropped their first two district games. If they drop another one, they're 0-3, and you're probably thinking about church at that point. Mm-hmm. So, big game out there in District 758 Division One. Um, other games down there, Spring Westfield and Aldine Eisenhower, uh, Klein Oak and Klein Forest. Um, let's see, Full Shear plays Bay City, if you're into that kind of thing. Somebody's, uh, it's a battle of winless teams, if you're into that kind of thing. So you can Watch you every know. single snap. <laughs> yeah, you could. It's on Texan Live if you want to, so. I need to drink this. If you're wondering what's in my mug, and I know you are. Um, Whatever he tells you is probably not accurate right now. Normally, it's bourbon. Yes. Because this show drives me to drink. Yes. But today... You should think how I feel. Today, it's my it's my special elixir. It's my... Um, Triple the fizz, baby. It's uh, it's Airborne and... Um, so <laughs> would you go? <laughs> because, if we, if we may insert some personal story time, uh, my kid's sick. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Poor Hank, man. Hand, foot, and mouth. Which you were pleased to know that that is not three different things. Still thumbs down, though. Oh, yeah. Still thumbs down. So, and I know, wash my hands. Everyone has told me, wash your hands. Please wash your hands. I'm washing my hands. I always <laughs> wash my hands. But uh, that is why I am keeping the uh, uh, keeping the, the disease away because I can't afford to get sick. Because if no. I get sick, who will do free money? Oh, ooh. Mm. You know, I, mean, I never wish loss, sickness loss, on anyone. It's a loss not for the show, but it's a loss for America. So I've got to stay healthy for that. I have no comment to that. F- fake news. Anyway, we don't do fake news on anyway, this show. Thursday viewing guide. Check it out at TexasFootball.com. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. Two magazines and a year's worth of exclusive online content. That's the short sell. Uh, the two magazines, you get the recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, comes out in December. We're working on that right now. You also get the summer edition, the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, if you subscribe today. Uh, we'll mail that to you directly in June. I know it seems far away, but time waits for no man. Also, you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, a season's worth of Tep and Step, our premium high school football podcast, uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, all sorts of good stuff. All that for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five plus shipping and handling for the first year. Uh, makes a great gift as well. It's texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider. Ashley, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the 5-1 and one Wichita Falls City View Mustangs. We are joined by Coach Rudy Hawkins. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. How are things in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas? Man, it's actually pretty nice right now. We've got a cold front fixing to come through, so the heat's kind of went away a little bit. 
Uh, first and foremost, uh, I think that it's, you know, I, I hate to start it off this way, but I think we, we've got to make sure you're doing okay. I know you had a health scare a couple of weeks ago. You returned to the sideline last uh, last week against against Holiday. So obviously, uh, n- obviously well enough to, to get back on the sideline. I know coaches are, are hard men to keep down, uh, but I, I guess how are you feeling? Uh, you know, how are you doing these days? I'm doing good. Um, I had some uh, really high blood pressure. I kind of had a little mini stroke there, but um, everything's good uh, on uh, medications. Everything's good to go. It was great to be on the sideline again Friday night. I tell you what, it was probably a, a bad game to come back with high blood pressure type deal. It was, it was an exciting game. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like you, you know, you would have preferred a fifty-nine nothing romp over some, you know, some some nobody team, but instead, you guys go out there and you play Holiday, and you earn what the uh, what the Times Record News out there in Wichita Falls is calling uh, the biggest win in program history, twenty to fourteen over Holiday. Uh, I I guess you know, how did you do it? I mean, that's that's that that's a, a remarkable win. How are you guys able to pull off the big win? Well, the kids just played really hard, you know, and, and then they, they prepared really well for that week. Uh, we had some confidence going into that game. You know, we played pretty good football most of the year. So um, the kids were uh, excited to uh, have opportunity to play holiday with them being a ranked team and them coming to our place. Uh, we've had four road games, so it was only our second home game, so the kids are fired up to get to play at home and, and just executed and played really well all night long. Uh, you know the the lead on on that I would say, and and, and it's been a, a a bit of an up and down year sometimes for your defense. But boy, it seemed like your defense played a whale of a game uh, in their win over in your win over Holiday. Uh, what is it about your defense that you've seen so far this year that has you excited? Well, we're just bigger up front on both sides of the ball, which and you know helps us on the defensive side as well. Um, we're just a little bit better against the run than we've been in the past. Uh, we got a sophomore linebacker that does a great job with us, Jordan Durham, who's uh, started as a freshman last year at 133 tackles. So uh, he kind of anchors that defense, does a great job. Uh, I got to give uh, tip my hat to my defense coordinator, Bobby Morris, does a great job, and he had the kids prepared, ready to go. Uh, we're talking with Rudy Hawkins, the head coach of the Wichita Falls City View Mustangs here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation to hashtag TF today. Uh, co- coach, I'm, I'm interested, you know, up there in Wichita Falls, obviously, you know, Writer for a long time carried the banner for for Wichita Falls. Old High has a, it's 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 history, uh, a rich history itself. Hershey in the past couple of years has been fantastic. City View kind of bobbing along, and and uh, a program that I think people uh, when they think of Wichita Falls uh, high school football, th- that's not exactly the first program that springs to mind. Uh, do you get the feeling that your kids, uh, this is something that that your kids take personally, that your kids want to go out there and change, they want to put City View on the map? Oh, sure. They, they want to put City View on the map um, for the community here. Uh, you know, we started with just a freshman class in 1999. So, you know, the program hasn't been here very long. Uh, you know, we have uh, we have three playoff appearances. and uh, But we, we, we're looking to try to really make a run this year. Uh, the kids played well. We had a great 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, summer this year, going to the state tournament and, and getting some recognition out there by you guys. And, and it's really led to, to this season, uh, starting off just with a hot start. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about about your offense. Uh, this is a, an offense that uh, you you know you guys use a lot of different a lot of different types of weapons. But it seems like the guy who's the the straw that serves the drink is, is Isaiah Marks. Uh, this is a, a guy who I know uh, is a two time first team All District quarterback. Um, started as a freshman. Um, a guy who has really answered the bell for everything that, that you have you have thrown at him. Uh, you know, you're the guy who gets to see Isaiah Marks every day in practice. What is it, what is it about him that, that makes him special? He's just the leader. He's the leader of the team. He's definitely the quarterback. Um, but he just works extremely hard. He puts a lot of time in on film, and uh, he's always prepared. Uh, this is a year that we've really opened up the playbook to him. It's 100% open to him now. Uh, he makes checks at the, call, at, at the line. Uh, he's also making the line calls for the offensive linemen, so now he's more aware of how everything's being blocked. He just sees the whole picture, and he does a, he does a great job of, of getting us out of bad plays and putting ourselves in good position to win football games. Uh, I would be remiss, and I'd probably get in trouble in the Marks family if I didn't bring up the other one. <laughs> Hard to call Jalen Marks the other one, too, because he has been so sensational uh, for, for you guys. Uh, uh, last year, I know he was a guy who was an All-State kid in, back in 2017. It was really sensational. Uh, suffered an injury last year. Um, you know, the, the older brother of, of Isaiah, I'm, I'm interested um, – 
how have you seen him grow? You know, I think sometimes, with especially when you've got a, a player of that caliber, when they suffer an injury uh, like that, that costs them uh, basically an entire season, it can kind of go one of two ways. Uh, obviously, it's gone in the right direction for Jalen Marks. What what have you seen from him? How have you seen him grow? Well, he's just matured. You know, he's a year older. Uh, I think he, he don't take anything for granted anymore. Uh, losing that season really kind of opened his eyes and, and let him know that, you know, he's not Superman, even though on Friday nights he seems like it a lot of times. Um, he's just worked extremely hard to get back where he wants to get to. He's trying to get to the next level and play somewhere. And he's had a fantastic season so far and on both sides of the football. You know, I think he has 16, 16 touchdowns right now, two rushing and, and like 14 receiving and, and also with a couple of two-point conversions. But, you know, defensively he does a great job for us at safety. You know, I thought he was key uh, running the alley for us against Holiday Friday night. He's also our punter. Uh, he dropped a punt down there inside the one-yard line uh, mm-hmm. for their final drive. So uh, he's just kind of a do-it-all type guy, and uh, he's, he's a hard worker. I'm glad he's on our team. Uh, you guys are in your open week. Uh, very careful not to call that a bye week because I know that the, the no bye weeks when, whenever you're rolling and you're, you're working hard. What what is it? Uh, what what would you say you guys are looking to accomplish uh, this week uh, when you're when you're when you're taking when you got no game to play tomorrow night? Yeah, we're just trying to uh, get healthy. We we got, we're pretty dinged up after the holiday game. Um, we haven't had a running back. Uh, Javen hadn't been with us for the last couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain, so it was another week for him to get get try to get healthy. Um, we, we lost two kids uh, to some minor in- injuries there in the uh, first half uh, against Holiday. So uh, we're trying to, you know, trying to get healthy, uh, try to get rested up for, for the rest of the play, uh, you know, for the district run that we have with four games remaining and uh, and just sharpening up uh, some of our route running and some of the things we're going to have to do to, to uh, beat the rest of these teams. Well, one of those teams is, is the team you draw next. Um, and, and, boy, no rest for the weary. I don't know who, you, who made the schedule. But uh, you should have a word with them uh, <laughs> uh, after yes. after your open date. Uh, all you gotta do is go on the road and play Gunner. Uh, you know, uh, not gonna ask you to give away your game plan against the Tigers, but when you take a look at the film, when you take a look at what you guys are gonna be up against uh, next week, what do you see? Uh, a bear. <laughs> uh, those, those guys are really, really good. Those that staff out there does a tremendous job with those guys. They're just so disciplined, sound football team. You know, uh, offensively they just attack you and they hit. They get holes quick, so uh, we're just going to have to, you know, go out there and play extremely hard and uh, see what happens. You know, we're 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 a team that's going to go out there. We're going to have to have them make some mistakes for us. Uh, but um, you know, it's just an honor to be able to play against teams like this, and uh, hopefully, we'll go out there and compete and give them a game. Well, and and you know, you, you mentioned teams like this. It, it seems like your your whole district is full of them. Uh, you know, the district five three A division two is is loaded. Obviously. Sitting at two and zero is pretty darn good. You got to feel great about where you're at uh, right now. You know, when you take a look at, at the entirety of District Five Three A Division Two, uh, from your perspective, uh, how how do you see that district? Well, I think Gunner's definitely the top the top dog in it right now. You know, somebody's had to knock them off. There's a big game tomorrow night. You know, Gunner comes to Holiday mm-hmm. and travels to Holiday, and uh, so that'll be an interesting game for us to uh, to be able to go watch. So. Um, but, you know, Henrietta's playing good football right now. Uh, and so, you know, we, we match up with them the week after. So uh, we got a three-game stretch here that we that, that we know is going to be tough coming in. Uh, and then we go to the road. That's go to uh, Kalisburg, and we have McCullough at home. So uh, we're trying to take it one game at a time uh, and try to take care of Gunner. But we know there's there's more good teams uh, coming coming up. So uh, And we also, you know, we preach to the kids this, this week as well. Is that, you know, the holiday game's over. It was great great win uh, but that doesn't mean anything if we don't go take care of business the rest of the year um it's rudy hawkins the head coach at city view mustangs here joining us on text football today coach you know one last question for you you know you're in your ninth year there uh, at city view you, you've been around this program for a long time how have you seen this program change maybe from the time that you arrived to, to what you're seeing right now you know, I came here, I'm actually, it's my 14th year overall. I was an assistant here for a couple of years, and we went through a really tough stretch where we were 1-29. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were about as low as you could get. Um, but one thing that, that this group has, that a couple of the other playoff teams had that we've had since I've been here, but uh, it's just confidence. You know, the, the kids believe that they can go out and play with anybody on any given night. And, and I think that's the biggest point uh, of what we you know, the change and the culture change that we have around here is that the kids really believe that they can play with anybody. 
He is Rudy Hawkins. He's the head coach of the 5-1 City View Mustangs. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the big win on Friday night. Uh, and best of luck uh, next week and down the road. Thank you very much. There he goes, Rudy Hawkins, the head coach. Wichita Falls City View. Um, the, a terrific story there, and, and, and he mentioned it. This is a program that has seen the the bottom. Like, it has it has really struggled at times. Um, but they are, they're trending in the right direction in a tough district. And, and I, I mean, he, you know, I, I mentioned that the, that the, the headline in the, uh, uh, the Wichita Falls time times record news is, was that that win over holiday was the biggest win in program history. And he, that's a quote from him and he ain't lying. That's a huge win, uh, in district to go and, and, and win a game like that. It's very, very impressive, and and I think it speaks to how much that program has grown and changed under Coach Hawkins' leadership. It's really fun to watch. And, of course, you got the Marks Brothers. Things are going pretty well for you. It's a good place to start. They are rolling right now, and, and I'll tell you, look, you know, he's he's right. After after this after their open week this week, they go on the road to Gunner, and they're going to be underdogs. But you know what? They're underdogs against Holiday, too. So you never know. You never know. Can't predict ball, baby. So uh, appreciate Rudy Hawkins jumping on with us. You know what another big win was for today? You gave me the right number this time. Copy-pasted it. Look at the – well, again, something went a little wrong last time. Mm, Yeah. Between the Control-C and the Control-V. I would say probably something like like producer error. We are Texas Football Today. We're (laughs) here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Speaking of high school football, week seven of the Texas high school football season is officially upon us. Woo-hoo. Game starting tonight. Probably like four and a half hours, but there's like a five o'clock kick somewhere. Probably. Anyway. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> but um It's actually not because it's twenty seven <laughs> past the hour. It's a song, Tepper, continue. Big games all across the state in week seven of the Texas high school football season. I have once again the courage to go out there and predict them. Here are my week seven Texas high school predictions here on Texas football today. The second half of the Texas high school football regular season kicks off with a bang. These are the picks. Welcome into the Picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and can you believe it? We are now in the second half of the regular season. Now just five weeks to go before the playoffs, and I know it feels like it's October, but the playoff bracket is getting set now. There are critical district matchups that are going to determine who gets in and who gets out, and seedings and what divisions people go to. I mean, there's a lot on the line every single week, especially around major metro areas at 6A and 5A. Huge games all across the state this week. We start in Austin. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Cavalier Stadium in Austin. It's one of the great rivalries in the state as the Lake Travis Cavaliers welcome in the Austin-Westlake Chaparrales. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Westlake Splash Plays. And you're thinking, wait, You're talking defense in a Lake Travis versus Westlake game? And yeah, I am, because this is what Westlake does best. Safety, Sage Luther has been a fantastic playmaker, and Austin McClendon up front gives this team a number of playmakers on the defensive side that make big plays. They've already picked off seven passes, forced six fumbles, and have 21 sacks on the year as a defensive unit. I know when people think of Todd Dodge coach teams, they think of offense, but this Shaps defense can make big plays. Can they come up with one or two big plays, or will Lake Travis play a clean game and take advantage of it? Key number two, quarterbacks. Okay, let's talk offense now. Let's talk about what these two programs are most known for, which is putting out terrific signal callers. For Lake Travis, it's Hudson Card. You know Hudson Card. He's been starting ever since he was a sophomore, and he has been absolutely sensational. The Texas commit is a dual-threat dynamo who I think has really improved as a passer as he's grown up. Uh, And then in Westlake, well, we don't really know what they're going to do offensively. They have rolled out three quarterbacks pretty consistently all year long with Kirkland Michaud, with Drew Willoughby, and with the sophomore Cade Klubnick. Uh, Todd Dodge has not really committed to a quarterback quite yet because all three of them have been pretty darn good. So 
let's be honest. These Westlake versus Lake Travis games tend to come down to which quarterbacks play best. So here's the question. Which quarterback plays best? And camera three, the rivalry. And this is a great rivalry in the Austin area. It's a game that everybody circles when the schedule comes out. And for a long time, it was really one-sided. Lake Travis absolutely dominated this rivalry, beating Westlake 10 times in a row before Westlake has now won the last two. And they've done it by having fantastic defensive plays. They've come up with big plays. Uh, and then, by the way, it's also worth mentioning that as big as this game feels, it doesn't really have a ton of impact on the playoffs. Westlake is going to the Division II bracket. Lake Travis is going to the Division I bracket. And so they won't meet again. This isn't for seeding, but don't tell that to both coaches. There is a lot of pride on the line here. So with a rivalry game as big and as high pro profile as this one, who's able to step up and make those big plays? Who am I picking? I'm going with Westlake. I think that they win a third in a row in this series beyond the strength of their outstanding defense. Really can't say enough about the way the Shaps defense is flying to the football right now. And beyond that, while there is a question at quarterback as far as who's going to take the snaps, who catches the passes is not up for debate. Ryan Lindley and Mason Mangum have been fantastic, one of the best pass-catching duos in the state. For me, if Lake Travis is going to win this game, I think they've got to establish a running game. Make sure you take a little bit of pressure off of Hudson Card. Make sure he's not the only one who has to go out there and win this game himself. And by the way, Lake Travis defense, I think, has gotten better as the season has gone on. They're going to need a big game in this one. Like most of these rivalry games, I think this game is close. I think the atmosphere is going to be electric. But I think Westlake wins its third in a row. Give me the Shaps. Let's go to Rosenberg, 6 p.m. Saturday at Trailer Stadium. It's a matchup of unbeatens as Lamar Consolidated takes on A&M Consolidated. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Lamar's big push. So the Mustangs of Lamar Consolidated are undefeated in large part because their running game has been outstanding. Their offensive line has been just terrific this year, blowing open holes for running back Tay McWilliams, who if you have not seen, you are in for a treat. He is dynamic. He has gotten the afterburners to leave you in the dust. And what I think is really impressive is that his vision has gotten even better. If AM Consolidated is going to win this game, stopping the Lamar Consolidated run is going to be priority number one. So can AM Consolidated hold up? Or will Lamar get that big push? Key number two, A&M's big plays. In a third year under coach Lee Fedora, this is starting to look like a Lee Fedora coach team for A&M Consolidated because they have playmakers all over the field. Quarterback Gage Paul has a bevy of weapons to go to. Whether you're talking about Nate Floyd or Brian Darby or Devin Price, they can hit home runs pretty much on every play. For Lamar Consolidated, the defense has got to make sure they limit those number of big plays, keep the Tigers in front of them. So, can A&M Consolidated hit a couple of home runs, or will Lamar Consolidated's defense step up big? In key number three, Lamar's big test. So Lamar Consolidated, as we mentioned, is 5-0, and and they don't owe an apology to anybody for being undefeated. But, let's be real, they haven't necessarily played a murderer's row. In fact, their opponents on the year so far are a grand total of 7-18 and on the year. They just beat their first team with a winning record. That was Brian Rutter, who they beat last week. AM Consolidated doesn't have a much better opponent's record, but they do have a signature win going on the road and beating state-ranked Huntsville a couple of weeks ago. AM Consolidated, I think, has been tested. Lamar Consolidated maybe has not. If this is the Mustangs' big test, can they pass it? Who am I picking? I'm going with A&M Consolidated. I just think the Tigers' offense is so hard to hold down for four quarters that I think that eventually they're going to get loose and hit a couple of big plays. Beyond that, I think the Tigers' defense has gone a little bit underrated. What they did a couple weeks ago against Huntsville was awful impressive. You know, a name we haven't mentioned so far is Byron Harris, the quarterback for Lamar Consolidated. He needs to have a big game, be very sharp, and take a little bit of the pressure off of Tay McWilliams to hopefully loosen up this Tigers' defense. I do think this, chance, this game has a chance to be very close, but I think A&M Consolidated brings home a big win. 7 o'clock Thursday night at the Star in Frisco. It's a battle of unbeatens as Frisco Independence takes on Frisco Lone Star. And man, really good year for Frisco ISD. Between these two teams and Frisco High, things are really cooking up there in FISD. And what Kyle Story has helped to build at Independence in short order is very impressive. And his quarterback, Braylon Braxton, my goodness, the numbers he's putting up are ridiculous. But I think Lone Star is just a different animal. I had an opportunity to see them last week, and between Marvin Mims and Garrett Rangel and that outstanding defense, 
I'm honestly not sure there's a better team in 5A Division I. I'm going to pick Lone Star in this one. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Blue Jay Stadium in Needville. It is a really under-the-radar matchup as West Columbia takes on Needville. And there are superstars on both sides of the ball in this one. Ashton Stradick, the running back for Needville, is a Dave Campbell's Texas football favorite. We have been fans of his for quite some time, and he is off to a fantastic start for the Blue Jays. And on the other side, West Columbia quarterback Cameron Ward has really stepped up in a big way. I've been awful impressed with what he's been able to put together. The offenses are going to score in this one, but who comes up with the defensive stop? That's the big question in this one. For now, I lean a little bit towards West Columbia. And 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Vaquero Stadium in San Diego. It is a really interesting South Texas matchup as George West takes on San Diego and two outstanding running games in this one. Colton Orr leads the way for George West, while Vince Luvano has been really outstanding for San Diego. Can this Vaqueros home crowd guide them to a big win? I think this game is close, but I do th think I lean a little bit towards George West. But those are far from the only big games in week seven of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like El Paso Franklin over El Paso America's Austin LBJ over Dripping Springs and Corpus Christi Cal Allen over San Antonio Southside. Rockdale gets by Lago Vista. Give me Ballinger to take down Bangs. And in a close one, I like Jordanton to keep rolling against Marion. Jefferson edges Mount Vernon. Buffalo takes down Rice. And Fort Bend Ridgepoint gets by Fort Bend Bush. West Orange Stark over Silsby, Sunnyvale over Caddo Mills, and Amarillo over Lubbock Coronado. Rebs are back, baby. I like Midland Lee over Wolforth Friendship. Give me Paris to take down Salina, and Richmond Foster gets by Friendswood. Lufkin outguns College Station. Maybank stays perfect with a win over Crandall, and Anderson Shiro stays perfect with a win over Hemphill. Up north, I like Canyon over Andrews. Out east, I like Paul Pewitt over New Diana, and way down south, I like Edinburgh Vela over Westlaco. Huge game in San Antonio. I like Brandeis over O'Connor. Give me Crane to stay perfect with a win over Denver City. And I like Geronimo Navarro over Lano. Lampasas beats Burnett. Beeville Jones beats Lavernia. And New Deal beats Olton. Gainesville stays perfect with a win over Burke Burnett. Pleasanton stays perfect with a win over Gonzalez. And Wall stays perfect with a win over Clyde. Gunner gets a big district win over Holiday. And in our six-man game of the week, I like Lakey over Evant. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week seven of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week seven of the Texas high school football season. Uh, as always, guarantee, got at least one of those right. At least one of those, right? Mm. And by the way, let me just uh, throw this out here, okay? Uh, there's some breaking news coming down right now. Shahan J. Raji, our college football insider, has got a story up on TexasFootball.com today. Um, put, uh, you know, uh, reporting that the NCAA has vacated all wins by Mary Harden Baylor football during 2016 and 2017 for rules violations. That includes their 2016 Division Three National Championship. Um, the reason is that there were um, impermissible benefits with head coach responsibility. Those impermissible benefits were that uh, Pete Fredenberg, the head coach at Mary Harden Baylor, loaned his 2006 Subaru to a student athlete. That's the that's the um, that's the violation, is that he loaned a car to an athlete. So, um, let me just speak as the managing editor and head of editorial here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We will not recognize this ruling. Mary Arden Baylor is the 2016 national champion forever, so you can deal with that. I'm not going to recognize that ruling. That's dumb. That's ridiculous. And they can the NCAA can stamp all they want, but. Dave Campbell's Texas football, according to us, the 2016 Division Three national champion uh, was the Mary Harden Baylor crew. And if you don't like that, at me, on, at me on Twitter. <laughs> at Tepper. Sorry. That's dumb, that's dumb ruling. It's a dumb ruling. It really and is. And it's, it's another reason why the NCAA is broken. Mm -hmm. So there's that. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, and that's it for the show. We're done. Thank you for joining us today. Vince Young, come get your Player of the Year trophy. Did I do it right?
It's time for free money. No. Free money. I'm My college football picks against the spread. It this. is America's favorite segment. That is false. Back fake news. in the saddle, baby. Uh, I just read it on Twitter. Actually, hold on. Here, we don't do here, fake news on this show. I'm is, sorry for all his fake news. Here today. is a tweet. Um, it just reads right now. Um, oh, that is very odd. Um, it says, "It's a, the return of America's favorite segment." Wow, interesting. Oh, did hmm, did you schedule that tweet out? There's no way to find that out. There's no way to track that. He did. Anyway. He did. Uh, last week, as I mentioned off the top, now they're winning week four and three. Now they're winning week four and three. I am 28, 12, and three on the year. I am 16 games above 500. You okay? didn't count one of those weeks either. Did you? Did you end up counting no, that? No, remember, like I didn't because we, we ended up not having the show. Well, you Thursday. said you were thinking about counting it because you got most of them. Because it would have increased my winning percentage. Um, but yeah, if you would have gotten them all wrong, there's no way in the world he would have counted those. But we're not counting them regardless. That's, that's a, I am hurting my own case here mm-hmm. intentionally. I'm, I'm tamping down my betting expertise. Oh, Daniel Agnew just commented that final thoughts is the best segment. Final thoughts with Ashley. Pickle I didn't say it was the best, best segment. segment. I didn't I'm say it was the best. America's segment. favorite is what he meant to put. But that's not what he that's, said. But no. <laughs> Final thoughts could be the best segment, but um, fi- but free money is America's favorite segment, and that's where we are. We've got one, two, three, seven games this week, kicking off tonight. Ashley, what is our first game? Mm, if we have to, we do. It's in the contract. Is it though? Louisiana Monroe at Texas State. Ishmael's favorite Bobcats, 8.15 p.m. tonight. Monroe favored by three. Uh, yes. So this game in at Bobcat Stadium down there in San Marcos. Um, this is, a, I would say, an interesting uh, test for Texas State because I think that this is a game that is that, that's right in, their, right in their wheelhouse. I don't think that Monroe is a particularly great team. Um, and the things that that when you when you take a look at what they do particularly well, um, you know I don't think that you know their offense is pretty solid. They are a team that runs the ball pretty well, and that is going to be a problem for Texas State. They have got to make sure they step up uh, and stop the run. They have an outstanding running back in Josh Johnson, who has already uh, gone for 600 yards on the year, um, runs for about 120 per game. That's their big advantage. But here's the thing, okay. Monroe's defense stinks, okay? Like, stinks on ice. It's bad, and it's bad at everything. They give up They give up a lot of... They give up... They're 117th in the nation in yards per pass allowed. They are 123rd in the nation in yards per rush allowed. They are a bad defense. A Less bad defense. than ideal. Texas State has got to do something <laughs> offensively. They have to. They've got to get right offensively. If they have a, they, they've got to, they've got to find something offensively. Now, the one thing I will say, Texas State, coming off a of bye week, right? Oh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, but that's great because it messed up free money. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the best accidental mistake in the world. Texas State has got <laughs> to get something going offensively. <laughs> coming off of a bye week, um, this is a this is a game where I think if you are. Um, if you're Texas State, you feel like you need to go and get this one, move to 2-0 in, in conference play. And you know what? I'll throw this out there. I'm going to take Texas State plus three. And more importantly, I'm going to take Texas State to win outright. I think they win this game outright. I'm going to take Texas State minus three or plus three. Uh, but I would certainly take a look at that money line, see what that money line's doing. I'm going to take Texas State plus three. I think they win the game outright. Our West African prince is cheering somewhere in the background. I know he is. He what's, made his heart happy. What's next, Ashley? Any big games? Uh, yeah, maybe. One of my, you know, probably top three favorite games uh, throughout the year. But it's number six, Oklahoma, taking on Texas, number 11 at 11 a.m. Saturday for the Red River Rivalry OU, favored by ten and a half. Um, yeah, so. It's a decent game, you know. Uh, it's pretty good. I would say, <laughs> I would, I would say it is an above average football game. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of this football game. Um, ten and a half's a lot uh, in a game that traditionally has been pretty close. Um, but I think that you can see what they are, what Vegas is looking at, which is, look, this offense for Oklahoma is ridiculous. They are ridiculous. They have to. If you are, this is going to sound crazy. 
But if you are Texas, you have to make Jalen Hurts beat you through the air. Now, Jalen Hurts is very capable of beating you through the air. I want to be very clear about that. But I think that what makes OU really dangerous is when they are able to run the ball and throw the ball. That balance makes them... When they are running the ball, their offense might be unstoppable. It's that good. So if you're Texas, you've got to make sure you stop the run. That's, that's, that is, I think, uh, key number one. What I'm a little bit worried about, and a lot of what this comes down to, I, I want to say this. I think Texas is going to score. I think Texas is probably going to get 28 points, 30 points, 31 points in this game. The issue is, are they going to be able to hold Oklahoma under 40? That's, it, that's, a, huge, that's a huge ask. And the question you have to ask yourself is, what secondary shows up? That does, is, yeah. does the secondary against from uh, from the LSU game show up? Because if the secondary from the LSU game shows up, they're getting torched. They're getting run out of the barn. Okay, but if the secondary from last week against West Virginia shows up, they're right back in this game. Um, Especially that fourth quarter of the West Virginia game. They, exactly that's right. Where they took over. Exactly right. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I'm going to go Oklahoma minus ten and a half. I don't feel good about it, uh, but I like Oklahoma minus ten and a half. I, I just I I, I worry that Oklahoma's offense is such a flamethrower right now. And I just think that while I think the Texas offense is going to get its, I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down Oklahoma enough. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I think something along the lines of 42-31. I'm going to take Oklahoma minus 10.5 in this one. What's next, Ashley? Up next, we have another, you know, just not pretty that, decent not, game not not that good of a game uh number one alabama coming down to college station to take on number 24 texas a&m 2 30 p.m saturday bama favored on the road uh by 17 yeah um look the <laughs> the computer or rather the vegas loves alabama always have always will um vegas loves alabama and even on the road vegas loves alabama and i, I mean look if you take a look at the here's here's if you take a look at the numbers, everything points to Alabama in this one. Everything. Um, Alabama has the uh, Alabama has a terrific rushing game, terrific running game. A and M's rushing game or running defense fine, but the advantage would go to Oklahoma or go to Alabama. Um, a or um, Alabama. Uh, the one thing that I think that Alabama is going is, it may struggle with is that the one thing that AM's pretty good is at is they make you earn it passing the ball down the field. But this is also one of the most efficient passing offenses in the nation. The other part of this is I worry about every time AM has the ball. Yeah, you never feel confident with it. This Al- because the Alabama defense and especially the Alabama defensive line, I think that they're going to have a big advantage up front on the defensive line against his A&M offensive line, which, you know, Looked struggled, which struggled against, Arkansas. against Arkansas, right? And I, uh, out on a limb here, Alabama's defensive line is better than Arkansas's. Um, I'm going to take Alabama in the 17. I this This strikes me as not only is it a really, really good, like the best team in the country coming to town. It's not just that, but I don't think AM matches up well with Mm-mm. them. That's the problem. Is that there are there are teams that like are there are teams that are worse than AM that I think match up better with Alabama. But the problem is that AM matches up poorly with Alabama. And especially, by the way, they won't have Roni Elam, who again, who I think might be their best defensive back. Yeah. And when you're going up against Tua, that's bad news. I like Al- I like Alabama. I don't like saying this, but I like Alabama by minus 17. Um, if a and going to keep this close, if a and going to win this game or keep this thing close, they got to come out there and they got to throw the first punch, and they got to they got to come up with a big. I'm talking a big splash defensive play in the first quarter. Get that crowd fired up get that crowd say, yeah. rowdy and with so many of them last week got very upset i don't know if you saw it about the college game day crew t- saying like why do we hype up kyle field because sometimes they don't do near as good there I, like if they want to really go back on that and prove uh, yeah. twitter blew up but if they want to prove that kyle field really is the best home field advantage in college football this is when you here's do an it. opportunity yeah like let it loose and and that is the biggest advantage that a is going to have in here is kyle 
if Kyle gets rocking and they give them a reason to get rocking, then AM's gonna then AM's gonna have a shot in this one. But for now I like Alabama minus seventeen. What's next, Ashley? Up next we have more Big Twelve, at least with Baylor, Cincinnati or whoa, no, you know what? That's wrong. That's supposed to be a Cincinnati logo. It's okay. So not pretend, a big pretend that's pretend that's a pretend yeah. that's a Cincinnati logo. There we go. Uh, number 12, 25, Cincinnati coming down to Houston, uh, two thirty p.m. on Saturday. Cincinnati favored by seven and a half. Um, if you had asked me before the uh, before uh, I was typing these things out, hey, is Cincinnati, how's Cincinnati doing? I'd be like, oh, probably like <laughs> three and two. Uh, they've been great. Uh, they've been really, really solid. They're obviously ranked in 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 um, at, at number twenty five. Um, I think that might be overcooking it just a little bit, but I, but A and M is also ranked at twenty four. But they're they're <laughs> they're a pretty darn good team. Um, the thing that really sets them apart um, is the fact that they're is that they have a pretty a pretty good defense. Their defense is is, is pretty solid. They get after the quarterback. That is one thing that they do really well is they get after the quarterback, and that is going to be a huge question mark here for Houston. They've got to protect Clayton Toon. He is not as mobile as D.R. King. I think D.R. King bailed them out a lot. But even with D.R. King back there, Houston's offense is 104th in sack rate. That is bad. Cincinnati gets after the quarterback. Offensively, Cincinnati is really nothing to write home about. Uh, it's, it's okay, but what they do well is that they're just really efficient. Um, they, they run the ball pretty well. Uh, they've got a solid running game uh, led by Michael Warren and, and Tavion Thompson. Uh, they throw the ball pretty well with Desmond Riddler, this, uh, Ritter, rather, their, their sophomore quarterback. They just do everything fine. But the things that, that they do is they make splash plays defensively and, then they, and they force turnovers. That's the biggest thing. Um, a big question in this one is, is, is another test for is Houston for real? Like, what is Houston? Is Houston a team? Is is Houston a lot closer to what we saw um, against Tulsa minus De'Aaron King? Because mm-hmm. that's or Tulane rather. Because if that's the case, they're going to lose this game badly. But if they are a lot closer to what we saw at North Texas, and this is a team, you know, we I use I, you guys laugh when I use the the phrase "dead cat bounce," but was North Texas a dead cat bounce? We're going to find out. Mm-hmm. They're coming off a of bye week. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game. They're going to be at home. Everything points to getting the best possible game from Houston. They've just got to go out there and prove it. And I think they do. I like Houston plus 7.5 at this one. You give me a touchdown at home, I like that. I'm taking the Cougs. I like I like Houston plus 7.5. What's next, Ashley? Um, let's see. Up next, we have the correct Baylor logo oh. there for you. Um, Texas Tech heading to Waco to take on Baylor 3 p.m. Saturday. Baylor favored by 11 at home. Uh, it's the Butt Bowl. The bu- <laughs> Why is that? Because BU versus TT. <laughs> it's the Butt Bowl. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about Baylor. Um, because Baylor is a team that the numbers can't figure out. They can't. Mm-hmm. Figure, they don't agree. Um, Bill Connolly's SP Plus does not like Baylor very much. It thinks that they are kind of a, like the efficiency is is not quite where they would like it to be. Uh, they think that they're more of a product of a bad schedule, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all that fun stuff. That's Bill Connolly. If you go talk to Brian Fremo, Brian Fremo with his FEI ratings, they love Baylor and they think, man, this team is legit, and they are able to put things. They're they're going to be able to go out there and, and really you know light it up. Um, the issue for me in this one is this is tech on the road. And I really and truly believe that tech on the road is a different team than tech in Lubbock. Um, this is a homecoming for Baylor. The one thing that tech is going to need is again, a super efficient and effective game from Jed Duffy. That is the great equalizer in this one. If they get a huge game from them, because let's let's be honest, uh, you know maybe the defense comes up big again, but I don't think you can count on it. If that's the case, then they're going to need to 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 score. And this has been a Baylor defense; it's been pretty stingy all year long. Uh, especially they don't give up the big play. This is to me a a huge test for Jet Duffy. It would be great if they could run the ball, mm-hmm. but Tech has been uh, okay running the ball. Um, Actually, they're 34th in the nation in yards per rush, but they are. This is this is a great. This is a, st- a statistical combination that drives me nuts. Tech is 
34th in the nation in yards per carry. Pretty good. 4.8 yards per carry. They're 118th in in uh, rush play percentage, meaning they they run the ball only. They run the ball the 118th most in the, in the nation. I think you want to grind it out. Got to cut a couple turnovers if you're tech. Keep this thing close. Um, the other thing for me that I'm interested in, uh, both of these quarterbacks are very well protected all year long. Can they continue that? It's going to be very interesting. I think this is a super intriguing game. I'm basically going... I think 11 is the perfect line. Because I think this game is either like a 10-point game or a 14-point game. And the question is, which one do you think it is? I'm going to give Baylor the home field bounce. I'm going to give them... I'm, I'm going to take Baylor minus 11 in this one. Um, it would not surprise me if Tech kept this thing close. It would actually not surprise me if Tech won this game. I was going to say, you've got to think, too, if you look at last week beating Oklahoma State and then you look at this week going down to Baylor, that's when we start going, ooh, if there's what a, do we if, know about Tech? If, if Tech, I mean, maybe maybe something clicked. And maybe yeah. Oklahoma State wasn't a one-week thing. Maybe this is the new Tech. tech yeah. If this is the new Tech, then there's no reason they can't go on the road and win. No, if they play like they did against Oklahoma State, they can go to Baylor and win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give Baylor the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to go Baylor minus 11. I don't. I'm not very confident in that, though. I'll just. I'll be honest. So stay away would be my my official advice. But I got a pick. That's the name of the segment. Free money. So, um, <laughs> what's next? Up next, we've got Conference USA matchup between UAB at UTSA, 5 p.m. on Saturday. UAB favored at 12 and a half on the road. Yeah. Um. So, which is weird because here's the thing about UAB is that they're not super good. Um. Now, part of it is that UTSA is is. Not very good. No, no. But, you know, they're 4-1, and one, but their wins are over Alabama State, okay, by five, by the way, at home, FCS team. At Akron, Akron literally might be, they're challenging for worst program in, in, or worst mm-hmm. team in the state, or in the nation, rather. South Alabama and Rice, that's who UAB's beaten. And the one team they played that I think is worth a darn is Western Kentucky, and they lost. Now, they've been able to keep things close, but the other thing is that they're going on the road. And on the road, they have played considerably worse than they have at home. Mm-hmm. UAB is a team that doesn't score very much, but they are a team that has a pretty salty defense. And that gives me a little bit of pause because you're talking about a UTSA offense that, plain and simple, is BAD bad. They are BAD bad. They are a team that runs the ball okay, but the offense, the passing game without Frank Harris is just a non-starter. And that's that's what I worry about in this one, is um, are they going to be able to um, are they going to be able to find any sort of um, it, it, you know uh, it, last last week it was Lowell Narcisse, and he was fine in their win over UTEP, but it was a win over UTEP. Mm-hmm. UAB is better, and they've got a better defense. UAB also, after watching them for a couple of years, they are so well. Co- I mean, Bill Clark was the Conference mm-hmm. USA Coach of the Year in his first year there. But I mean, he they are they don't make dumb mistakes. They are a very well disciplined team, which helps them so much in Conference USA. The other thing, the other thing about UAB is that when UAB does throw the ball, and they don't throw the ball much, but when they do throw the ball, they hit big plays. Tyler mm-hmm. Johnson, their quarterback, has been really good. Um, at hitting big plays. Now, he will get loose with the ball. He's thrown eight interceptions already this year, but which is super high interception yeah, rate. In fact, lot. where are they in INT rate? Yeah, they are second to last in interception rate. But here's the problem. Do you know how many passes North to, or, uh, UTSA has picked off this year? That would be a grand total of, let me make sure I got this right, one. They've picked off one pass this year. So. Probably time <laughs> to fix that. I'm going to go with UAB, even at even at home. I, I just worry that that offense is going to stall out, and and I, I worry they're not going to score more than 14 points. And as good as I think the UTSA defense has been and is trending in a good way, I'm just not sure you can expect them to, to do that. So unless they get a big defensive play or they figure something out offensively, I just don't think that this is a good matchup for them. I'm going to take UAB minus 12.5. Taking a lot of favorites. I don't feel good about that. Finally. Yeah. Finally, uh, everyone's favorite, North Texas Mean Green, at Southern Miss, 6 p.m. on Saturday. Southern Miss has the home advantage at 3. So you just come to question, basically, I mean, the, the real question here is, what is North Texas? Like, who is North Texas? And I don't think they know. I don't know if they know either. And that's that's one of the things that concerns me in this game. Yeah. Um, Southern Miss is not a great team. 
Mm-mm. Southern Miss is a super average, run-of-the-mill Conference USA team. And the thing for me, I mean, right now they're three and two on the year, and they deserve to be three and two. Every good team they've played, they've lost to, and every bad team they've played, they've won. That's basically the name of the game for them. They are a team that their defense is not particularly great, and it's not particularly great against the pass. And that is going to be where this has to go. And normally, I would say huge advantage for North Texas, but North Texas. That passing attack, because basically they're having trouble keeping Mason Fine clean, and it doesn't come in sacks, but it comes in hurries. Mm -hmm. That is the one thing Southern Miss does really well, is they do get after the quarterback. They're 21st in the nation in sack rate. They get after the quarterback. But everything else about their pass defense is bad. Okay, Everything else. This should be a game, should be a game, that North Texas goes out there and they impose their will because they're just a better matchup in this game. Should be. But every should be this year for North Texas has been disappointing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my hand on the stove one more time, and I'm going to take North Texas in the points. I'm going to take ne- North Texas plus three. <laughs> but what I would say is this is an opportunity for North Texas to prove that they are on the good foot. And I got to be honest, if they if they go out there and they lose this game. I'm, I might be selling my North Texas stock at right. that point. Which, I'm willing to give them a pass. I'm willing to give them a pass that Houston came in ready to play and played their best game. I'm willing to give them that pass. This is where it's got to turn around, though. I think, too, you've got to hope that, for their sake, that Coach Luttrell gets the guys to understand that regardless of what the regular season record is so far, in conference they are 1-0. So they have the chance, like you said, to go out mm-hmm. and make it 2-0 and really carry that on for the rest of the season. So if they don't do that, then, yes, I – I actually agree with you on this one, which I hate to say. So those are my free money picks. I like Texas State plus three at home against Louisiana Monroe. Win it outright, Bobs. I like Oklahoma minus 10.5 against Texas. I like Alabama minus 17 against A&M. I like Houston plus 7.5 at home against Cincinnati. I like Baylor minus 11 at home against Texas Tech. I like UAB minus 12.5 at UTSA. And I like North Texas plus three at Southern Miss. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite, favorite segment. Second favorite segment. Favorite. Maybe it's best. I didn't say it wasn't the best. Uh, d- final thoughts. D- yeah. Okay. Well, here's one. Here's the first final thought for you. Daniel did clarify that when he said best segment, he really did mean uh, favorite. So there's one of them. Um, uh, our buddy Meese asked, uh, which is long when you're talking about Thanksgiving, which seems longer, 49 days or seven weeks? So this was a big max thing. RIP max. Um, that Max had no concept of what time meant. <laughs> and so if he said seven weeks and 49 days, he would have a feeling as to which one was longer. But I will tell you, they are the exact <laughs> same. <laughs> it's seven weeks from today, which is interesting. I would say that 49 days feels farther than seven weeks. Yeah, that's one that's kind of like right there mm-hmm. in the middle, I feel like. But yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, I'm gonna tweet that. Thanks for reminding me that today's seven. It's it's seven weeks from today. Yeah. Thanks, Mies. Uh Also, we got the first four through the door. Door. They were Nicholas Morton, Rob Hadaway, uh, Mies, and Daniel Agnew. And then also Carlos said that he. This isn't from out of the state, but he was watching. Well, what and are we doing? Go ahead. He was watching and listening while training Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Okay. Awesome. I think that's pretty cool. Um, that's <laughs> that's kind of cool. Do you, um, this is a weird question. Do you exercise? Me? Yeah. Every now and then. Every now and then. Now, like I like to go outside and like play basketball or play frisbee. Like I don't necessarily you go don't to go the run. gym. No, I'm going to keep running off this metabolism while I have it. And then see, I, maybe. see I've, I've been running lately on purpose, which is dumb, but I've been running and I know a lot of people who run to podcasts. Can't yeah. do it. No, can't do it. No. Like I listened to, I listen, I literally, I tried it about a week ago. I dialed up, I, I saved an episode of one of my favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. and I dialed it up, and it was just not, it like I didn't feel engaged, right? And and it was mm, no. So see, sometimes I feel the same way. I don't like to necessarily drive listening to podcasts. I know that's weird. Like I like to listen to podcasts while I'm mm-hmm. like at home doing stuff. When I'm driving, I either feel like I'm way too interested in the podcast, or I just don't see, even hear anything no, because listen, of. I'm big on podcasts in the in the car, and then I'm big on um, audiobooks too. I also like to have like little concerts in my car with my singing career. That apparently is not going to go anywhere after Country Road Take Me Home. But um, yeah. No. Is that I'm, it? 
think that's about it. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Rudy Hawkins of Wichita Falls City View for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday.